Aubrey. We had a band drop by right before their show at the Black Sheep, and that was Brick and Mortar. Super fun interview. And again, this was ahead of their show, so they talk a little bit about it. But I mean, it went over so well. It was such an awesome night. And we're going to dive into their music and their artistic vision in this episode. Hope you enjoy. Sitting down right now here with the guys from Brick and Mortar. This is ahead of the Black Sheep show that you guys are getting ready to go to. How you feeling? How's everything going? Good. Tired. I ate a um, bunch of edibles <clears throat> last night. I feel uh, <laughs> I feel well rested and ready to go. Good, good. I'm glad. Glad to hear it. I know that a lot of our listeners are really excited for this show. They've been asking about it. Everyone's been trying to get onto this guest list. So it's super cool and everyone's really pumped about it. Wow, that's that's a really good sign. That means that people are actually coming to this show. Well, this tour has been, for us, uh, very eye-opening because we've always been kind of, I guess, a culty underground band, right? Very mm-hmm. weird, very mm-hmm. much intense. Um, but this is the first tour where we're really seeing all of the people who grew up listening to us become like young adults. So we're really seeing this like army of brick-and-mortar fans in a way we have not seen before. Yes, 100%. Yeah, the show's been wild. Um, the package that we're touring with is great. Like, Pollyann is awesome. Dry is great. They are pretty cool. I've heard great things about them. I'm curious, what is on the playlist for tonight? What are we going to hear at the show? Uh, we're doing a lot of our bigger, older songs for sure. Like, a lot of stuff off Bangs. You know, like the favorite record everybody loves. <laughs> it's the thing that got us on the map. Um, and a lot of our new record, Melting Up. Because I feel like I really figured out a sound on that record, you know. So it's going to be a mix. But a lot of, like, really wild, boisterous songs. We're trying to make it real hyped. Yeah, the set's super hype. You know, all the bangers. And, yeah, this this new record melting up, like Brandon said, it's definitely a trajectory musically where we really kind of... It's not like we really haven't delved before, but we kind of, like, really, like... You know, Brandon's writing kind of got more dark, which influenced, you know, my reactions, you know, both of our reactions, rather, to the lyrics was to just write this, you know, really intense-sounding, like, heavy at times, you know, musically and lyrically, you know. It's Brandon's lyrics and stuff, but... um yeah, I it's I really love these new batch of songs and you know and this tour also is like you know it's it's good bedrock for when we get home to start writing like really new you know we have some ideas but I, hope, Brandon, Brandon, I hope it is <laughs> Brandon has some new ideas flying around that are really like decent easy, now easy, but you know yeah but yeah, you never know when that muse is gonna strike. <laughs> yeah, it's inspiring though. Or if you get depressed for three months and don't make nothing. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't. I usually do well in that though. But this tour has been fun because we actually see like the kind of I don't know what the, the cool thing about being a small band, right? Is that you see the kind of people who really listen to your music because you're small enough where you got to go find it. Mm-hmm. And being a bigger band, you almost see the general public that just comes out to the show. So I'm kind of seeing the kind of human that is a brick and mortar fan. And I'm proud to be honest. I love that. That's really cool. You're one of the first uh, people that I've interviewed who has brought that up. Let's shift gears and dive into the music right here. What is your favorite song off of your album right now? For me, it's between mystery of myself and hangman comes my favorite is hangman comes um because it, it's kind of like the uh it's just it's just so gnarly of a song and live like we've really kind of got the instrumentation down to where it's just like 
you know, on the record, it's heavy, but like live, it's like a different experience. It's the same song, but just yeah. a different experience. Cause I wish Brandon's... I believed in myself when I wrote the record to really rip this bass line because it's so crazy. I kind of awesome. programmed it and I played a little bit, but I was like, I'm not gonna be able to rip this bass line that good. But then when I started practicing, I was like, oh, I should have just, I should have distorted based this on the record from the beginning. But you know, that always happens on records. Art is never done. It's only abandoned. You know? Yeah, yeah. Someone said that and then Bono stole it. Yeah. <laughs> he did. That's what I heard. Sticking with the theme of music here. I'm curious, do you, are you the type of band that will write your music exclusively for it to be live? Or are you the type of band that will write music with the album in mind, just hearing it on an album? Um, I, I know for me, some sometimes like some of the drum parts, like I, I have kind of like whatever idea I bring to Brandon, you know, I'm like, oh, kind of what well, this this could be live and this could be dope if we do this live. Like I can, you know, sometimes that's a factor. Sometimes like. I don't know. We it's funny because we kind of like argue against that sometimes. But. Well, it's kind of like the writing process is like I bring pretty much close to the done skeleton to John, and then he figures out okay, like what kind of for drums is kind of usually always that way because you got to figure out what he's he going to play to it because he's playing to everything. With me, it's kind of like do I want to play bass on this? Do I want this to be more hip hoppy where I could run around? I used to write songs in a way where I was just trying to make the most classic song with no care about live whatsoever. Because live is just a thing I do, but I want to be an artist. It's just one part of being an artist. So I tried to just make songs back in the day that were just about no limitations. I don't care if I can do it live, it doesn't matter. Now, seeing the kind of band I actually am, and seeing that we are kind of more of the culty band, I guess it is more naturally evolving into me writing what I'm going to do live. So in a weird way, it's recently changed to be more of that than in the past where it was like I was just trying to solidify a legacy, you know, but yeah. That's super cool. Actually, I wanted to talk about the art of the entire album. I love the kind of artistic vision that you guys have going on right now. It's really colorful. It's really fun. It's cartoony. And I'm really curious, and I'm sure our listeners are too, how did all of that come to be? How did you get this vision? How was it born? That's Brandon. Brandon's just, he's he's really good at seeing, because well, we're also lucky to have a lot of fans that are artists and are just happen to be super talented to where, you know, Brandon reaches out to them and then, you know, they, they establish a relationship and then, you know, and then, you know, Brandon, Brandon has definitely has that, you know, that artistic vision for sure. I assist in any way I can. That's, that's why that's not, I'm just here to play drums, man. You know? Well, I just but. say as, as a kid, um, cartoons were like a big safe place for me. And comedy was a big safe place for me, as were a lot of different movies and media in general. So I really got lost in that kind of universe. And I even just like obscure things. Like I'm the kind of person that will watch like uh, some weird anthology of cartoons on Amazon Prime that's actually terrible. I want to just see it because I want to see what everyone has created. So being that kind of person, it was almost natural that, you know, like back in the day when we first started, you know, I would go make my own flyers and I would just do collage because I wasn't a very good artist. Or I'd be like, John, you know, draw something because you're better at drawing than me. And eventually I found the first artist to work with, which was a guy named Richie Brown, um, very great artist. And I used to actually make my own flyers at Staples and I would like shoplift them. And when I was doing, 
Texas poor. When I was doing that, I actually saw this guy who was making his own like little zine and that was Richie and he was uh, I just it looked so cool it was like this man made of nipples or something crazy right but very much Adult Swim-esque and I remember asking him like hey do you want to make a poster and that was my first time of like finding an artist in the wild and then I just realized well I'm just going to keep doing that and just like the same way as I pick cartoons to watch I'm just going to pick people that I like to work with Um, and then you know throughout doing that I realized oh hey I could think of treatments I could think of music videos and then I pretty much just started working more closely and saying, hey, you're great at filming. You make the actual vision come to life. But here's an example of a treatment. You could do all of these things. And then I let the artist I'm working with tell me, okay, this is not possible or this is possible. So in a weird way, like I always have t- so many ideas. I'm kind of annoying that way where like in the van, I'll just be like, you know, spitting out ideas. And I'm like, Brandon, shut the... Uh, yeah, exactly. I know not to curse. Well, he's driving the whole time, so that's the thing. He's doing the. That, I'm the that driver. That's right. But yeah, there's always been. I guess like I never really thought about it till looking back now. But there's always been such uh, a love for art and a love for just the weird since I was young. That's a super cool story, and it kind of almost answers my follow up question to this. It sounds like you kind of bumped into this person by chance. I'm curious, is that kind of how you leave it? Do you just you're traveling on the road and you maybe you bump into an artist? You're like, hey, I really like your style. Can you come like work on our album with us? Do the album artwork? Or are you? seeking out artists that can create art for your album and for your artistic vision? I usually end up seeking them out personally, but sometimes it is serendipitous where it's just like a fan goes, hey, I am a great artist and I would love to work with you someday. And they go, you know what? I looked at your reel. I looked at your stuff and I think you could do this idea really well. You know what I mean? Like our video for No Money to Love You, uh, that video, which I was like, okay, I want to make a video where I literally eat billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, we're not going to get that many views because we're going to eat them. And it's <laughs> going to be against every policy. When I, when we saw like the first edit, um, I, I, there's a part where I like take a fork and I stab Jeff Bezos's eye out and then I eat it and I was just like this is amazing yeah but I knew that, no that shade, Jeff Bezos I knew that that artist style would work so well for that so that's why I suggested that instead of like a different idea so I, I guess I've just naturally gotten good at that from like trying so many times yeah. <laughs> you know Nice. All right. Last question here. We always like to look ahead, find out what's new now for you. What are you currently working on? What are we looking forward to for brick and mortar in the future? Um, Well, I have a bunch of songs that before this record are just like fragments. I didn't really know what to do with. And some songs from this record that didn't make the record because I couldn't finish them. So the next step is really make another record when I get back. Use the juice of this tour and just seeing that there's actually people who care out there about what I'm doing and what we're doing. Um, and I feel good about that. So that's the next step is really figure out how to deliver that. And I think it's going to be more of a boisterous live record because of the way this tour is. Um, and then just figure out, like, am I releasing it myself or am I going to partner with somebody? That's where it's at right now. We love to hear it. Thanks for stopping by, guys. And a big congrats on this tour that you're going on. It seems to have a lot of energy. Lots of fans excited for your show and this tour. Wishing you the best. Safe travels on the road. Sweet. Thank, you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Have a good one.
another big thank you to Brick and Mortar for sitting down with us, coming to visit us here at the X1039 Studios. If you like what you're hearing, keep on hanging out. We have a lot of different episodes that have been released. You can check them out over at X1039radio.com. Share them with your friends, subscribe, and make sure you keep an eye out for the next episode. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.